You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. What is going on, Raider Nation? It is a Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, whenever you're listening to us here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast Hosted by myself, Scalco Branson, and my partner, Mo Moten. Hey, Mo, it's it's we get to do a show after a win for the first time in 2022. A good weekend for the Raiders. Not everything's perfect, but that's okay. You take the wins in the NFL when you can get them. Are uh, any wins actually perfect? I haven't seen a, a team get a perfect win where they go to the locker room and say, okay. No corrections, guys. We don't have anything to clean up. We don't have anything to fix. Everyone go home and come back next Sunday. I, don't, I haven't seen a type of win like that, so I'll take the Raiders win as it is. Absolutely. And uh, this one, you know, listen, I, I'll tell you, a lot of Raider fans had kind of thrown in the towel. 0-3, not saying it's still not going to be difficult for this team to get where they wanted to go. But we saw some really encouraging things, Mo. When I watched the game again this morning and this afternoon and keyed in on some things, I want to touch first on something that you talked about, we talked about last week, was balance on offense, number one, but number two was running the damn ball. And Josh Jacobs, 28 carries. Last week, Mo, I went back and and checked. You said, hey, he needs to have between 25 and 30 carries is where he should be, and guess where he was? And that netted 144 yards and two scores. Um, is there any question what the kind of theme of this was and the kind of motor that needs to get that high-flying offense going? Well, it's good to hear Josh McDaniel say that they went out wanting to establish a run. 
uh doesn't necessarily show he was listening to the fans or us yapping on the microphones <laughs> but it shows that he understood that he was underutilizing the run game and he can say well we were behind by two scores all he wants to and some fans are taking that and running with it but the fact of the matter is you don't start off the game 14-0 you don't start off the game down two possessions you can establish a run early and when you fall down late you throw the ball and you can go back to running once it gets close again so I just wanted to say that to a lot of fans that said, well, they were down by multiple scores. You don't start off the game with a deficit. But back to Sunday, it's it's good to see Josh Jacobs run for a career-high 144 yards along with two touchdowns. We'll get into this later. I'll talk about this later, but it was also good to see Derek Carr use his legs a little bit more. Uh, wasn't my idea of running the ball more because you want your quarterback to throw, but when he has to, he was able to use his legs, and that was good to see. And, of course, Zamir White finishing the game off with that big run for a first down to uh, set up the game-winning touchdown. Not game-winning touchdown, but to basically get the go-ahead touchdown to set up the win for the Raiders. How dare you say positive things about Derek Carr, sir? No, it, absolutely. It was one of, it was one of the storylines, no question. And we're going to talk about Derek Carr a little later, too. But but I that 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 performance by Josh Jacobs is exactly what you needed. He's in a contract year for the Raiders or for whomever he goes to play for next, if that's what happens. So it's good to see him give the opportunity. He's got the motivation. He looks good. Not only that, but he ran Mo behind an offensive line, another starting mix of offensive line again, but the offensive line did pretty dang good. You look at what they did in the run game in the pass game, the same thing. Derek Carr had time. Yes, the pocket doesn't stay perfect every single down. I know some Raider fans out there think it should. It's not going to. But overall, too, I was buoyed by the fact that this offensive line, maybe, just maybe, Mo, these are the five guys, finally. If these are the five guys, I'm still a little worried because I'm not sold <laughs> on. I'm really, I've been on this show and I've been saying for the longest. I know uh, Josh McDaniels has talked about Alex Bars. I watched the game multiple times now. I'm still not buying it. Alex Bars is not, if anything, he's the he's the short-term placeholder. He's just not the guy at left guard. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders have another left guard before the season ends. But other than that, I thought the other guys played pretty well. Uh, Parham, I felt like even in the offseason, before the season started, I said Parham's best pathway to a starting position to playing at his best would be playing at guard. Now, I know he had to shift over to center because Andre James had a concussion. But I think playing at guard is it best suits him right now as a rookie. And then Mumford coming in for Illuminar in the second half, to me, showed that what I said on a previous show a couple of weeks ago, that the Rays want Mumford to be that guy at right tackle. They go to him down the stretch in a close game, which says a lot. Yeah, it sure does. And, and you know, they, 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 they're still looking for that mix. And I'm not saying that these are guys in the long term that you want in front there, but they actually did a good job throughout this game especially against that Denver defense now Denver defense got banged up a little bit as well but still they they really stuck in there and did a good job looking also on the offense one of the keys to the game something we had talked about last week the whole controversy last week about Derek Carr was him not finding Devontae Adams well Devontae Adams is targeted 13 times has nine receptions over 100 yards no touchdown but that's okay he was open they got them the ball. He actually threw the ball into traffic to Devontae Adams, which is a good sign, too. Some contested balls, which is what you want to see. Uh, and then, of course, you saw Mac Hollins again. Only three catches, but he had some presence there. And, of course, the special teams play on the kickoff was beautiful. But the one guy missing from there, Darren Waller, uh, was the big weapon. Of course, Hunter Renfro out with a concussion, so we're not counting him since he was not available. 
But Darren Waller seemed to be the only guy that wasn't dialed in too much uh, with Derek Carr. He had one drop, a couple other small catches. Uh, but overall, the weapons they need to come alive on offense, led by Josh Jacobs, really did, Mo. And it shows you they scored 32 points, right? We talked about it last week. This offense is the kind of offense that you would expect to score 30 points most weeks. And they did it this week. Yeah, when you have balance, it's a lot easier to score 30-plus points like yes. you should, playing up to your potential. Uh, I've said this on previous shows. I've said this on other shows. I honestly think Josh McDaniels looked at his personnel and fell in love with the passing game and said, look, I got Derek Carr, quarterback that I wanted when I was in New England. I got Devontae Adams. I got Hunter Renfro, went healthy. I got Darren Waller. Why not just pass the ball? That's our strength. <laughs> and, and when you saw the Raiders run the ball on Sunday – how it could look and how the two can mesh complementary football to use that term. And our friend Evan Grudge, his pot of baby also likes to use that term. Complementary yep. football works better than just going to your strength and trying to be the defense based on in one way. So you, you saw the balance. Again, a lot of writers, a lot of analysts pointing that out. I'll get into some of the, the smaller wrinkles that I like from the game, but it's good to see balance. And I hope they continue that moving forward because just looking at just a sneak peek ahead when you play the Chiefs, you want Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, and you, the way you can do that is running the football and, and and winning time of possession. Absolutely. The other thing, Mo, was the defense. Uh, the defense, I thought, showed out. Yes, they're still bottom 12 in the league, but we're seeing some life. We're seeing some progression. And I was really – it was cool for us to see Amik Robertson come up with a big play in the game after he appeared on our show last week, and he talks so much about – things finally clicking for him, but you saw him have a good day again, not only on that, just on that play, but if you look at the breakdowns of his coverages and how physical he was with Denver's receivers, really, really good stuff. Then you had Max Crosby, who was the only pass rush for the Raiders on the day. Overall, this defense, I had a, a conversation with one of our listeners on Twitter the other day, and he said, well, I don't know how you guys say they did so well. He's talking about the postgame show I did with Murph and Evan. And I told him, look, it's not overall, no, they're not all the way there, but they did enough in spots, including takeaways, to make a difference in the game. And I think that's what people have to focus on. You don't focus on having a top five defense yet, but you can focus on individual players like Amik, like Nate um, uh, Hobbs, who had another big day in a sack. Uh, overall, the direction of this defense, they got a long way to go, Mo, but it was encouraging to see some of those signs in this game against Denver. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A few things here. Number one, who's that complaining? I think that's Rock Raider 585 complaining on Twitter. <laughs> that's tell him. Rock, tell Rock Raider 585 to calm it down. It's coming along well. <laughs> um, I, yeah, he's right, though. Defense isn't perfect, isn't where you want it to be. It's not a top 10 or top 15 defense. But it's good to see they're able to make plays. We're not going to take credit for Amik Robinson having a big day, but it was good. As you said, it was good that after he was on our show, after he put on the show, goes out there and gets the fumble recovery for a touchdown. I was so happy to see that for him. Another thing about the Raiders defense that I think people aren't seeing, it's not a terrible defense. 
it's a defense that's half decent. And I wrote about this in my yes. last Sports Not article. It's a half bad, half decent defense where the defense plays good for a half and then doesn't play good for the other half. So just a couple of notes I, I wrote down. The Raiders have allowed one touchdown in the second half of the last two games. That's against the Titans and the Broncos. One touchdown. In, the, in three games against the Chargers, Titans, and Broncos, they've allowed just two touchdowns. Now, of course, they collapsed in the second half of the Cardinals game, but in the first half of that game, didn't allow any points. No. So what, what you're seeing here is a defense that's heckling uh, Jekyll and Hyde, basically, where they play a good half and then have a bad half. And then what you have with that is a mediocre defense, which is what they are right now. They have to depend on takeaways, which they got one with Amika Robinson on Sunday. But when you don't have a consistent defense, then you have to get the turnovers, you have to get the sacks, you have to get the interceptions to make up for that. And they don't have all of that right now, so they're still allowing a lot of points. But as you said, in crucial spots, they're still making plays. Right. And I think, again, I mentioned the great day that uh, Max Crosby had, but Chandler Jones, again, was MIA. The middle of that defense still is not getting enough pressure and enough push up the middle, as we saw, especially in that first half. I mean, that first two series for Russell Wilson, he was able to deal the ball. The defense didn't seem ready. They seemed out of whack and um, um, disorganized. And they got it together, to your point about playing one half of great football. Um, but you look at that, Bilal Nichols, again, disappointing. Uh, the one guy that I thought made such a huge difference before he went out again with an injury and, and probably will be doubtful for the Chiefs game on Monday night was Denzel Perryman. I mean, I just got the sense, Mo, with him back there came some swagger. With him back there came some veteran leadership that they've lacked as having that quarterback of the defense with Denzel Perryman, as we talked about last week. Having him there made a huge difference. Guys just seem to be more on the ball, flying towards the ball, and physical. Did you get that same sense? Well, yeah, of course, because when you have a veteran middle linebacker, your defense should be aligned a lot better because Perryman has the years in the league. When Perryman's not in the game, you saw Divine Diablo making the calls. He's a second-year player. So it's, you know, how... When you go from a veteran to an inexperienced player at the position, you're going to have a drop off as far as where guys should be, you know, coverage adjustments and things of that of that nature. But what I will say is that when you have the quarterback, your defense on the sideline with a concussion, then you can expect some breakdowns. We did see that even with Lameek Robinson, he had a couple of moments where he he slipped in coverage. But as Josh McDaniel said on Monday, Mick Robinson is the type that even if he makes a mistake, he's going to come back at you. He's going to continue to play hard. And you have to have a short memory as a cornerback, as Josh McDaniel said. The one thing I do also want to point out, not really a pushback, but just something I saw from the game with the defense, two things actually. With Chandler Jones, number one, I, I didn't think he had a terrible game. Um, is it exactly what you want to see from a guy you paid seven, you know, three years, 51 million, 17 million per year for? No, but those two holding penalties that he drew on Garrett Bowles, those probably would have been sacks if Garrett Bowles didn't hold him. So yeah, you kind of have point. to get you, you have to give him credit for that. So I think this was actually his best game of the season. Again, didn't have the sacks in the box score, but when you hold a player from getting a sack, you're basically preventing a sack. So I give him credit for that. The other thing I saw was 
But Max Crosby got his sack on one particular play. There was a stunt with him and Clee Farrell. Now, a lot of people have forgotten about Clee Farrell because he was out for an extended period during the offseason. But I think Clee Farrell is starting to come along. Not a lot of yeah. people are talking about this, but he may not be the guy to get you 10 sacks. But if he can aid a Max Crosby or help you get some push inside and be a useful player, I, I think it's a good look for him. It's not a $10 million look for him, but it's good to see that he's useful in that defense because the Raiders need it up front, especially on the interior. Right, and he's contributing. I watched that as well. I saw him do really well, and next to Crosby especially, and he occupied bodies, and he got people to pay attention to him, and he made some moves that mm-hmm. freed up Crosby. It was it was a big deal. Uh, and just like no one was talking about Amik Robertson last week, nobody's been talking about Clee Farrell, so we will now. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think I think he's got the opportunity, and maybe with the success and the confidence, maybe he does pick up his game even more and becomes more of a force in the middle because they need him. I mean, they they need somebody in the middle to be a difference maker. He's starting to do it, and you make great points about Chandler Jones. As much as I make fun of that and the milk carton and all that <laughs> stuff, you're right. He 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 played his best game, so maybe just maybe he's waiting for the Chiefs game to come out and then have a sack and go nuts. Uh, on national TV on Monday Night Football. Who knows, but we'll see, because the Raiders are going to need it. They're going to be facing the Kansas City Chiefs, who ranks second in the NFL in points scored. Um, The Raiders are second in giving up uh, in the NFL and giving up points at 100. So the Raiders have to uh, shore some things up if they're going to compete with Kansas City. We'll talk about that, of course, later on, including in-depth on Thursday. We're going to step aside for our first break as Mo and I take a breather. When we come back here on Silver and Black today, we're going to talk about the coaching. What was the difference? Did Josh McDaniels finally just realize, hey, keep it simple, stupid. You're the smartest guy in the room, but you don't have to show it. We'll talk about that next here on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. 